Hi, I'm Brandon. You know me. I love BET Christmas movies. <laughs> I'm Dan, and you know me. I despise BET Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and do you know the way to San Tropez? Ah, and this is the, the Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark podcast. podcast. I don't get that. Deck the Hallmark, it's his podcast. Brandon and friends host his podcast. We hope you like this jolly podcast. I mean, do you want to explain your intro to me? Okay, Brand, do you know who Burt Backrack is? <laughs> no. He's legendary, actually Busby Berkeley's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Legendary American songwriter. Uh, you you know his work if you don't know him. Anyway, he one of his most famous songs, and they did it on American Idol, so you have no excuse not to know it, is Do You Know the Way to San Jose? That's right. They so did it he, on American Idol? Yeah, they had they would have Burt Backrack week where people would sing Burt Backrack songs, and then they very cruelly made them sing "Do You Know the Way to San Jose" because that is a song about people who come to L.A. to try and make it in show business and fail and go home. <laughs> wow, that is literally what "Do You Know the Way to San Jose" is about, and they made them sing it on American Idol. And I kind of have to tip my hat to the utter <laughs> like cruelty of that of that gesture. Uh, but yeah, they mentioned San Tropez a lot in this movie, well, this so that was a, where I was coming. This is a television show that took one of the losers from the show who had one hit single called had a bad day and play that for when people lose. So they are, they are cutthroat over there on American Idol. Like, Oh, Hey, you know how we know you're a loser. We're playing the loser song right now. Loser. Sit in it. That's right. Be a loser. Loser. Yeah. 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 They're nicer now. They are, yeah, They're I nicer guess. now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's what they say. Um, well, we're talking about the That's all, folks. The BET Plus movie, Christmas Party Crashers. Multiple crashers, multiple parties multiple for sure. Parties, we'll find out. Um, but it's always it's always fun uh, heading over to BT Plus. We've watched uh, a movie. Uh, let's talk about all the BT movies we've seen. We saw the, the heist, roller, the, saw one the roller the, skating uh, one, Rose, the heist. We one. did see a heist one, the fumble one, the fumble one, and twins. Twins. Uh, uh, twins. I want to see. Yes, twins. And remember twins. the twins and twins. Oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> So, I mean, they've been at it for a few years now, and we've done a, a handful of these movies. Um, this is one that originally premiered on November 17th, 2022 on BET+. Plus, and it went a little something like this. Tara has a computer science degree, but she spends her time hacking into Christmas party uh, lists and putting one of her many identities on the list. Why is she doing this? She has a dating app that she wants to pitch to the person throwing the party. So she gets to the party, but there's the old retinal scanner. And so uh, it's a classic party where you got to scan stuff. So she uh, is like, what am I going to do? Bumps into another person who is also trying to sneak into the party. His name is Trey. And uh, he wants to pitch something as well. So they sneak in together couple of Christmas... Oh, Christmas party crashers. Oh, They're the ones. So, uh... Party she crashers. An old mother dies. <laughs> Sorry. 
So she finds out that Mr. Everest, that's his party, by the way, um, and f- finds him. there. Try, tries to show him the app, but it's not opening up on her phone, so he walks away. But then she notices a giant star is going to fall on him from above. Not a literal star, a Christmas star decoration. But nevertheless, she pushes him out of the way, and he thanks her for saving his life. She starts uh, talking to his wife because she assumes that her husband is up to no good again, if you get what I'm saying. And uh, she's like, no, it's not like that. I've, I was invited here. I'm supposed to be here. And so they start talking, and um, she kind of fumbles her way into planning the Christmas Eve brunch and decorating the house yeah. for $25,000. And uh, it all works out for Trey, too, because he gets to design the dress for Mr. Everett's daughter, London. London Bridge. Um, so London is already going going, going hard here because London in her is trying to make her ex-boyfriend jealous by going uh, and, and, and flirting and taking pictures with Trey. Trey doesn't know that. Trey's just kind of like, I guess this is a good time, huh? Um, so they come in and uh, she starts to decorate the house and they are all blown away at the Christmas decorations that Tara is is putting up. Um, And uh, also uh, trying to get Mr. and Mrs. Everest to fall in love with each other again. Um, Unfortunately, Tara is falling for Trey, but she assumes that London is into Trey, so why wouldn't Trey be into London? It's a natural way of life. Um, But she keeps planning, she keeps decorating, and she's just blowing everybody away by everything that she's doing. It's getting closer to the Christmas Eve brunch, and uh, she's getting a little bit nervous. Now that she's making the food, there's a lot going on there. So she invites her aunt and her mom to come and help with the party. Now, you need to know, I guess you need to know, that Tatara's mom wasn't around, and now they... uh, uh, Is it like pretty dramatic it's no? very dramatic okay, it's okay. very dramatic um but they're good now okay. they're, they're right. starting right. over they're starting over we're all good so she comes to help basically and they start uh doing um the brunch and everybody's having fun and uh mr everest brings tara up to do a full app demonstration for the 20 guests of the christmas eve brunch <laughs> Those are their numbers, not mine. I'm not doing a uh, a guest situation here. Uh, it is 20 people. Um, and basically the app, you, p- you put in all of your information and then it scours the entire internet to find you the perfect person. That's what the Does- Patriot Act was written for. <laughs> Does this person need to be on the app for you to match with them? Heck no. It can be anybody. And Does so, this person need to be single? No, Apparently not. Does the pr- person need to give you permission to look at any of their stuff? <laughs> no. No. To prove that this app works, she puts in Mr. Everest's information as much as she can. And wouldn't you know it, his perfect match <laughs> is his wife. What? This so, app's insane. What, what, more do you, what more do you need? 
man. <laughs> and so everyone's blown away. But um, the guy who they claim to have been related to to ultimately get the invite to be a part of this thing shows up and he's like, I don't know these people. And so it comes out that they're liars and uh, they're all very upset and they're like, you get out of here. But London is basically like, hey, whatever, Trey. I don't care that you lied because I've also just been using you. You use me. I use you. That's just a circle of life. That's how it goes. And she then Merry convinces Christmas. her entire family to just forgive Tara. Um, and then Tara and Trey finally tell each other how they feel about each other. And uh, they kiss. And um, we don't know if they are compatible. We don't see the app results. And that, my friends, was Christmas, Christmas Party, Party Crashers. We did it. We did do it. We're going to take a quick break and we will come back. And break this movie down here on Deck, Deck the, the Hallmark. Hallmark. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about Christmas Party Crashers, the BET Plus movie from 2022. We're going to break it down with our four segments. Up first is The Hot Take. It is where we share exactly how we felt about this movie, and we do not hold back. That's one thing we don't do don't here. Do we no, do no. a lot of things here. No, we're not going to hold any bars. No, sir. Uh, Alonzo, what did one. you think of uh, the Christmas Party Crashers? <sighs> well, you know, I was reminded of how, you know, when people talk about uh, Blumhouse, the very successful uh, horror uh, kind of, you know, uh, indie label, uh, one of the, the things that they, they kind of point to is their formula is that they'll find like one location and really just sort of make everything kind of unfold there. And that's central, like how they keep their costs down, but also sort of provides the sense of place and maybe claustrophobia. And I feel like this is the... 20th BET movie we've seen where we are just weird. We go into a house and we never leave it. Uh, and um, yeah, this is, um, you know, I think they should have called it uh, Christmas identity thieves, but maybe that didn't have the cute uh, <laughs> ring of Christmas party crashers. Yeah. This is kind of a lot of nothing. Uh, I, I, you know, we, it's a party planning movie and I know much y'all love those. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, beyond that, it just feels like the usual thing that we get here. It's real Mar Vista. It's real discount wealth with these rich people. And um, yeah, I will. I will forget this one very quickly. So here's the thing about this movie uh, is that I feel like with a couple of changes, uh, I could have really enjoyed it. I really liked the lead in this movie. I thought she was very Couple fun. Really big changes. Um, <laughs> I thought she was really fun, and like if they let her play a little bit more, like she does a couple of like just really funny uh, reactions, and like her her delivery is funny. But then, relatively early on, they introduced this tension with her mom that just came out of nowhere, and just I was. I was kind of okay with it through the initial party crash. And then after that, we go straight to this tension with mom and it kind of just stopped. It, 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 it made the movie come to a halt and it was like, okay, we're doing this thing, I guess. Um, and then the rest of the movie is, is tough because we don't, I don't feel like we see her and Trey together enough to really be rooting them on, even though you know that you're supposed to be rooting them on. Um, the, the relationship between Mr. and Mrs. Everest is just 
uh, weird <laughs> with some weird bit throughout this movie where it's like one minute he's like I'm putting my phone away I'm now focusing on you and then she's like mistletoe and he's like ah get out of here with that mistletoe we're old we don't do that and it's just like what are we doing here so unfortunately it's uh it's not it's not that good um some bright spots in this movie but ultimately it's a it's a no it's a no for brand but not the worst one of the monday movies that we've seen well sure tara's level of anger at her mom is the kind of like we haven't seen that level of like familial enmity since uh, December Bride with the cousin who yeah. like stole her man. Yeah, well, it was a hit. Is up there. It was a hit. <laughs> it was a hit. There is that. Yes. Um, <laughs> we we've gotten to the point with these Monday movies where saying that it's not the worst one isn't like <laughs> the the savior that you think it is. Um, imagine me uh, hearing the title of this film, Christmas Party Crashers, and going. Oh, I've not seen this trope yet before. Two people who like to crash Christmas parties, fun idea, end up falling in love, maybe through competition, trying to get uh, to crash the most parties, trying to steal from each other, whatever it is. And then they fall in love. What a great idea for a movie. It still sounds like it could be, because that's not the movie we get. (laughs) This is one of the most ill-titled movies I've ever seen. It was a secret party planning movie, is all this is. It's a secret. Um, And and I I was so bored. It's not actively as bad as some of the ones we've seen on Monday. You're right. But it felt like it was an eternity. It felt so long, long stretches where you miss the ever-present music that's that's in Hallmark movies in the background that kind of get you from scene to scene when the dialogue is kind of slogging through it. This movie just kind of goes into like dry spells and dead spells, and it's a mess. The lead, you can tell she has a comedy background and could do something if the, if the material were better. But it's not. It's really, really bad. It's bad as a party planning movie. It's bad as just a Christmas movie in general. It's bad as a movie. It's it's bad. On a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a negative ten million. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Uh, and I think we can all agree it's no uniform unicorn for Christmas. Uniform for Christmas either. That's a sequel. It's no unicorn for Christmas. Yeah. I say that as this movie is worse than that. I imagine. What? You guys, Whoa! You, you guys disagree. They're throwing chickens, Brandon. I love They're that. throwing chicken i loved it throwing <laughs> get out there bud <laughs> somebody if you could just get right off set and just toss a chicken a little lower we got to have a good like a 45 degree chicken toss angle if yeah. we get that, that'd be great. good gosh oh it's time for all the feels we're talking about what gave us those feels alonzo i have one <laughs> he has one i have one uh the performance of the grandmother yeah the dialogue is terrible. Carolina. But I, yeah. I did enjoy her performance of the Mrs. Everest. Um, she swept in, had some like grandmotherly wisdom to impart. As wisdom goes, it ain't great. But uh, the <laughs> actress is selling it uh, all with all her heart. Natalie W. Baker. Uh, I don't know that I've seen her before. But, uh, yeah, she was my feel for this movie. I liked her, too. She, she did not hold anything back. No, she didn't. Nope. Most of the um, movie do not. Yes. She definitely does not. Yes. Um, I think I am probably alone in this. <laughs> I'm, I can almost guarantee it. I have a hunch. Yeah. This movie was so bad that producer Aaron Shea 
realized halfway through she yeah, didn't she have walked to out. watch it. She walked out. She's out. like, this is actually part of my <laughs> job. Like, I know I, it's part of my job, but I don't have to review this. And she literally gathered she her things and walked out of the room. So don't act like it's in the middle somewhere, Brian. We literally hired someone that likes to watch these movies for a living. And she was choice. like, nah, I'm good on this one. And she can be wrong for that. That's fine. Um... <laughs> I, there is a um, a trope that I like that I don't feel like we see a lot, and I always kind of like. I'm like, I bet, I bet this is happening, and then it happens. And I'm like, hey, when you uh, when you finally tell the person that you like them, and then it turns out they're asleep. I like it. Uh, I like it. I like it. Now I, I I've seen it done better. I've seen it done better, but I like that trope. Hallmark usually does it where the person admits the thing they've been lying about That's right. and the person is asleep. So yeah. Counts. Yeah. Yeah. I like it when uh, you tell the person that you like them and then they sleep through it. He likes that. Everybody. I like that. I said, I'm probably alone. My, my feels is anger that brand thinking there was a chance someone would be with him on that. Uh, I, I said, I'm probably alone. Probably is doing a lot of lifting. I know the odds are not in my... Hey, Brian, do you like it when somebody says, hey, I like you, but then the other person's sleeping so they don't hear it? That's the trope. You like that trope? I don't think he likes it. God, no, of course not. (laughs) It took him a second. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. You don't have a mic. Get out of here. You're worthless. I've always liked you, Brian. Uh, All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the uh, wait, what, and the... um, Bet on it here yeah, on, bet on it. Deck the Hallmark. Deck the Hallmark. <laughs> Apparently, Emily Boyd also thinks it is such a bad Emily trope. Boyd and everyone um, else in the world. Just yes. try that, thinks it's a bad trope. <laughs> yeah, I said probably. Yeah, and, yeah probably. okay, fine, definitely. I'm definitely the only one. Yeah, that's right. That likes this trope. Uh, it's time for the way what is what we're talking about. What in this movie? Let's go away. What? Alonzo. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, Tara is going through her list of possible aliases to use to hack her way into this online list of uh, for the for the Christmas party. And the name that she lands on is Tina Tarnicut. <laughs> T-A-R-N-I-Q-U-E-T. <laughs> Because that's not an alias. That's a real person's name. Hi, I'm Tina. Tina Tarnicut. Nice to meet it's, you. It sounds like Tourniquet, but it's not. It's Tarnicut. Yeah, because then it would be close to Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina right. Tourniquet, and then back it off one click. I think I think Tina Tourniquet is a character in like a safety video that they show you when you're a Boy Scout. That's but right. like, <laughs> Tina Tourniquet is How does that a is bill her? become a law? I'm Tina Tourniquet, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Uh, the retinal scanners like Come I'm sorry, on. are you in the clear line at the airport <laughs> who the hell is, and the, the, the idea of a retinal scanner implies that they have access to your actual retinas that's right so that every person who has RSVP'd for this Christmas party has also submitted their their retinas so they can be checked at the door top top 10 signs it's a party you don't want to go to number one is <laughs> retinal scanners yeah this They're, isn't like like the John Wick party where like the world's arm dealers are gathering no, they're all someone's dying though they're there to have party. a good time as long as they know 
who you are based upon a scan of your eyes yeah. that matches data <laughs> they already there's have. There's a 100% chance that if you get your eyes scanned upon entering, someone's dying. Yeah. Like there's yeah. Just, that's just the way no. that it goes. Because there's a vault in there somewhere. There's a vault in there. <laughs> yeah, the only logical explanation is there's a vault. Yeah. Yeah, turn around, go home. Um, I, I owe an apology to the director of um, meeting Mr. Christmas uh, <laughs> because I said that he told Jamie M. Calica to just squint and smile the whole time and that would be great. That is a thing that Jamie M. Calica does in these movies. I'm now realizing because <laughs> he does it a lot here, too. So this is, I guess, part of his bag of actor tricks. And I would like him to do it less because I think he's good. But that bit gets old fast. Mm. Um, that air hockey table is not plugged in. It isn't. There's no air in no, it, Alonzo. There's not no air a, in it. Not making a sound. And when the two women play, they literally just like, pass the puck back and forth and, and, and like, stop you know, it, stop it. And yes. that's it. And I'm like, if the thing were on, they can actually play a game of air hockey yeah. but because it isn't. That's all well, they can do. You talked about that fake, the fake wealth in these movies. Like yeah, discount wealth. You know, my mom was a teacher. My dad was a pastor and we had a bonus room with a broken air hockey table. <laughs> like we had one, somebody gave us, it didn't work. Like that was my house. That was not someone that's, that's got any money at all. Get ready for the San Tropez people and their <laughs> air, broken air hockey game room, y'all. We're going to see how the other half lives. Oh, man. Um, that, that not only that her pitch is terrible and, and d- proves nothing because you could just, just like created that whole thing yes. uh, from a whole cloth, but then she has to pitch the whole party. Uh, yeah. that yeah. was oof. And then the last one, this is a minor thing. And I know there are some designers out there who do it in real life and they must be stopped. Um, if at the end of the movie where Tara is back in her room, packing up to go and has the confrontation with somebody um all of the books have been turned around page side out on the shelves (laughs) to avoid having to like get clearances i guess for the cover art or whatever and it's like oh let's never do that please that's uh, that's how you find a book when you need one there is you uh (laughs) you go and like let me just it's a random books book selection i I know it by height and width i don't need the the actual title Um, that's all i got yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can by its paper. <laughs> uh, that's too much paper. Um, all right. We, we would be, this initial crap, like what she is doing here at the beginning of this movie is they don't want you to think too much about it. But she has found the guest list for this party. That's right. That needs a retinal scanner. She's hacked it. Hacked it. And is going to add her name to it. Tina Tarnicket. Yes. She decides the best course of action to do this is with a fake name, like a fake ID. Why not just use your, why not use your, why not use your name? Why not? I think it was going to come in handy at some point. They're going to notice that it's a name they didn't invite. Right. Regardless but, of if it's Tina Tarnicke right. or if it's you. It's not like... Uh, and, I, and eventually your your idea is to pitch your product. That's so right. it's like you want to do it on yeah. your own name, I would think. And then yeah. for some reason, after she does this, best I can figure she prints it out and puts it on a murder board. <laughs> Did anyone see this? <laughs> yeah. She has yeah. the guest list. Yeah. She put uh, puts a little uh, pin in it and they puts it on her murder yeah. board. She's not... No. <laughs> what is it? What are we doing there? It's like, and this is a, a callback to Friday's episode, but it's like when Ludacris does something with tech in Fast and the Furious, it's always like, you're not, he didn't actually do anything, but he told you he did something, and that's all that you need to know about. To know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she comes in and she starts decorating 
uh, this house. And one of the first things she does is she puts garland on the banister. Yeah. Now, to normal people who have lived for a while, that is not something to be blown away by. But for these people with broken with air hockey table in broken <laughs> broken air hockey table, but seemingly um, an immeasurable amount of wealth at their disposal are blown away by the garland on the banister. Oh, man. They see the garland on the banister unlit and they're just like this, this is One it. One person actually says, now this is now Christmas. Now this is Christmas. <laughs> but then she turns on the lights and they're just like, what? <laughs> it is like nothing they've ever seen before. How bad were their Christmas decorations in the past? If that's the thing that's like, Sheesh. How have we never thought about this? Dude, she's going to go upstairs and plug in that air hockey table, and they're going to be like, here's the thing. This game oh is alive. God. Literally, if there's one thing I know about rich people, it's that they put garland on their banisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one thing they all have in common. They have banisters. They have banisters. Right. Yeah. Wait till I tell you about candy canes, you guys. Oh, my gosh. They're going to go nuts. Um, okay, so they there is a scene where uh, Trey and Tara, they fall asleep. You know I love the trope uh, about, I've already talked about it, but the next morning they wake up and they're cuddling and then they jump up and they're like, we did it again. Uh, whole Home Alone, Kevin McAllister bit. Um, but they do, they get out of bed and then they're like, did we? And he says, we didn't. We still have our clothes on. And, and then he's like, well, you can still do it without taking your clothes off. And I mean, <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to give anybody uh, sex education, but I do think at some point something there, has to be at exposed, some right? point there are there's some removal of some items, right? You can't. This is a conversation we shouldn't have on Philo. <laughs> I want to say Philo. Sure. I'm just saying you got you got to take off a little clothes, right? <laughs> a little bit. Put put a pin in that till we're off mic. How about that? Um. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, so Alonzo's going to educate Brand on this. It's going to be great. I love it. Alonzo is always so good at teaching me about everything. Um. Broilers still cook. Um, yeah. But whatever. Come on. No. 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 That's a big one. She she pulls these game hens out of the oven and she's they're raw, and her aunt comes in and goes, maybe you set it on broiler by on broil by accident. Yeah, that's the highest setting, right? I, I think there are some ovens where there is a broiler like separate section. Oh, and so it might be that she turned that on but put them in the regular oven which was off. Oh, that uh, does sound like a rich person thing. <clears throat> yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Dan? Yeah, fair enough. Um, I want to be clear. The way she describes this app that we've already like given it to in the synopsis, but I want to... This is how she describes her dating app. Are you ready? Instead of giving you an endless parade of choices, it searches the entire globe to find the one that's right for you. So... We can get into the fact that it's hacking people's social. <laughs> this thing is saying we're not going to give you any choice in the matter. No. Yeah. There's one person in the world could be thousands of miles away. There's you have one person out there that's Your yours. Destiny. That's it. And we this app can find that person. And we're going to give you that info, whether they want to give that info to you or not. Not doesn't matter. And then what you do with that is up to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> this app is like something from a sci-fi movie that's like it's so dangerous maybe we, it's chris nolan's next movie like maybe we shouldn't <laughs> maybe we stop it we never thought stop to think as if if we should <laughs> if we should scour the globe for everyone's soulmate this is an idea that like could be an ex machina it is it is a it is a terrifying idea that you do not want any part of that is a pandora's box you don't want to open if this app proves everyone only has one person they should be with You've got a real problem on your hands. I call it Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Was that a Richard Kelly movie, The Box, where it's like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to open this, I'm going to press this button. Like, some people are going to be like, I know that you're my soulmate. And the other's like, I don't get on that app because I don't want, <laughs> like, you have, listen, you don't want this. This is bad, guys. It's a terrifyingly, it's, it's like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's a terrifying app. Yeah, it's a terrifying app. It is unbelievable. She's trying to cook. Listen, and we also find out it feels like two hours into this thing, so probably like 30 minutes. It, we find out about halfway through that she is living in this these people's house for a week so she can right. decorate and then plan the party. And then we find out that that party is for 20 people. <laughs> 20 they don't throw that into the end halfway through she's like i gotta make brunch for 20 people why have you been living at their house for a week <laughs> to put the garland on the this staircase is a part-time job for you <laughs> why in the world have you been doing this i i just couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that as soon as i found out she had to make brunch for 20 people and that was why she'd been living there a week for twenty five thousand dollars. yeah sign me up absolutely <laughs> and, and nothing tells you this person's going to be a great caterer for a rich fancy party than making a face when foie gras is served that's right exactly <laughs> yeah 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 and i uh, we rewound this and put the subtitles on because i couldn't believe she said it because this is one of the dumbest lines of dialogue maybe in the history of the podcast. Uh, wow. She is cooking brunch, and she says the line, even if someone has a peanut allergy, they can still have peanut butter, right? <gasps> she says that line. <laughs> to herself. Movie, to herself. As she's for what it's worth. brunch. God. <laughs> So the maker of the dystopian app is also a food <laughs> That's right. murderer. That's right. We're going to make people go crazy over their one person that happens to live in BFE. And we're going to make like that person kill people because of her complete and utter lack of intelligence. Oh, man. In brutal. her defense, she does say, or maybe not afterwards. So I think she does oh, figure it out. Me. Disclaimer. She does yeah. figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, the dad does say on a scale of one to 10, I say you ladies scored a 10 million. Uh, he says that line when he's mm. telling him how good a job they on did. A scale of one to 10. Yeah. You know, you've scored a 10 million. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why that's important. Um, <laughs> she says, you know, what's great about a Christmas tree. It never goes out of style. It does every January lady, like every <laughs> January it's gone. Uh, like it's not false. Like you can't, that's not stylish year round um and uh it's not false it's true uh that's all i got uh it's time for bet on it is where we wonder what could have been maybe having us to click clarity the questions that we still have um alonzo 
<laughs> a real B E T. Um, so uh, yeah, I I made the joke earlier. This should have been called Christmas Identity Thieves. Uh, Tara, when we first meet her, literally has a stack of driver's licenses. So this is not yeah. just somebody who is casually coming up with the Tina Tarnicket, uh, 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 um, you know, nom de crash. Like she has actual like identity things going on. And so I just feel like she is going to talented Mr. Ripley, this entire family. <laughs> like she has only begun to scam yeah. these idiot rich people who like allowed her into their home. And, and it just, it's going to, she's going to take over London's identity. Then maybe like kill her. I don't know, but it just, that stack of driver's licenses is introduced at the beginning, and I, I feel like it's a, there's a real Chekhov's gun here where there's a lot. More, she's got a lot more up her sleeve than the movie is willing to acknowledge. Uh, Tara throughout this movie is uh, falling for Trey, um, but is like, oh, but Trey and Trey and uh, London, they're just perfect for each other. They're going to end up together, right? You know what she could have done? R- run the app. <laughs> run the app no 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 makes too did much she sense. did she ever <laughs> for a second box. no <laughs> if she runs the app and it's not trey the movie's over well then that's in the butt but that true that is true but all like at least then you know like man i really like this guy but it seems like they got a thing let me just run the app let me just run the app. Did she ever run the app? She didn't run the app. I can't believe yeah. this movie <laughs> wasted the one running of the app on a per- on the people who are married. married. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's scamming social media and it's going to be like, they're married. I think <laughs> they're going to be together. What a waste of the app, Rod. Uh, what a waste. Real bad. Dan? Um, I, it's bet on it. I'm not betting on this uh, caterer named Bragg. We don't know his, uh, we may know his first name. I just know his name's Bragg, last Bragg. name. Um, let me walk you through a little timeline of caterer Bragg. Um, he, <laughs> this dude is the most famous caterer in town. He's booked all year. Well, our leading lady manages to talk him out of someone else's booking to cater the Everest brunch. That is a big win. Mrs. Everest hears this and she's like, oh my goodness, you you got him. So he, the caterer has now bailed on an event to take another event. And then we hear that he bails on the Everest party. This guy, I need a full movie about this guy. What is he doing? Does he just go around going, yes, no, to everybody? Oh, he needs yeah, to use the no. sync app from last yeah. week well, I think, did, to get his schedule clear. Right. <laughs> what, did I t- what did I tell you last? I told you no, it's yes now. Like, what, like he just switches it over He's not over somebody again. that you want to brag about. Ah, oh, I want to piggy piggy back on that because we find out that he blows off this catering gig because he broke his leg skiing. And again, this takes us back to like that, that uh, Carlos Penavega New Year's movie. I'm sorry, don't you have a staff caterer? Why does your yeah. broken leg impede you from anything no way no it's ridiculous 
Uh, we did it, everybody. Yeah, Congratulations. Did. Next week, we're heading over, I believe, I believe, Alonzo, you've seen this movie, A Christmas Open House from HGTV, I believe. Oh, boy, howdy, I have. All right, well, uh, we're going to get to it next week. I believe it's on the Discovery Plus or Max or whatever that is now. Uh, that's where you should be able to find it, even if you can't search for it. Like, like the last <laughs> one of these we did. It's around there somewhere. Just, just, sure. just try. It's on Max, we promise. Just try. Yeah. Uh, depending on where you you look and how you find it uh we'll be back next time with another one until then maybe the first to wish you a merry, merry christmas. christmas deck the hallmarks of bramble jam podcast is produced by aaron shea what? for more information on deck the hallmark you can go to deck for more information on the deck the hallmark family you can go to bramble jam plus.com deck the hallmark is presented by philo tv for a free trial of philo go to philo.tv slash dth You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi. But here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.